This new special podcast called Black and Yellow is brought to you by Gamefly. Gamefly is an awesome game delivery service that offers over 8,000 new and classic video games and also Blu-rays and DVDs where they deliver it to your home for a low monthly fee. Basically what they do is you request a game, they send you one, when you're done playing it, you send it back and they send you a, a new game that's in your queue. The same thing goes for your movies as well. It's uh, it's pretty awesome. Like, say if you want to play a game that you're not too sure about, like I keep saying this, but No, no Man's Sky, but it's it's one of those games that are kind of, uh, you might be on the fence about it. It's either yes or no, usually. Either you're going to love the game or you're not going to like it at all. So it's actually a really great game to use Gamefly for um, to see if it's for you. Um, I love the idea of this service. I wish I had this when I was a kid or back when I was renting games at, at Blockbuster. I hated it because... I would always forget to bring it back and I would get hit with late fees, but Gamefly has done away with late fees. So as long as you're paying your, your monthly service, you get to play that game as much as you want. And uh, even if you want to, say, keep the game, you can pay Gamefly a, a low fee, like a basically a used game fee, and you get to keep the game. And then they'll send you the next game that's in your, cl- that's in your queue. So it's, it's pretty epic. Um, another thing, too, that they just started doing is uh, you don't even need a console anymore to play video games. They, they have a streaming service. Um, where if you have a Samsung smart TV, an LG TV, or a Amazon Fire TV, you can stream games straight to your TV. So it doesn't get any better than that. You can save a bunch of money on not buying a console. So yeah, uh, if you go to GameFlyOffer.com forward slash be them BTI, you will get your first month of service on us. So free. So once again, go to GameFlyOffer.com forward slash be then BTI for a free month of service. And now, on with the show. There is a story so strange in its implications that it defies ordinary classification. Actually, it's not black and black as infinity. It's just it's black and yellow. Black and yellow, <laughs> black and yellow. <laughs> we'll work on a new intro. So, uh, yeah, it's Cronus and... Uh, I'm going to go with Bunny Man, a.k.a. Asian Kanye. Yeah, stick with the Bunny Man. So what's up with the Bunny Man thing? Bunny Man. Okay, so Bunny Man is a good story. I um, That's been my nickname for a long time. And I got it from a Warren Ellis um, little book that he wrote. And there, in it, there's like short stories. And in one of the stories, he was talking about how he uh, was at a wedding. And there was this guy in a big bunny suit. And everybody was like laughing and they were like, oh, this is so funny and this is so cool. And they're all charmed by like this bunny sitting like in the church. And, and anyways, and later on at the reception, you know, he went to the bar to get a drink and the bunny guy was standing there at the bar, but except he had the head off and he was just, it was a hot day. So he was just miserable. He was like sweating. He looked, you know, he looked miserable. And then, you know, he realized that looking at this guy with the bunny head off, it's like, totally ruined the magic yeah. uh, that there was this bunny at this wedding and so he said that you know if if you're gonna be the bunny you gotta be the bunny all the way yeah like you yeah. can't you can't ruin the the uh the magic and so i kind of took that mantra and nickname on for myself like <laughs> that's that's pretty cool that that actually reminds me of uh like the first or second time i went to the playground in san francisco the, the uh, karaoke oh bar. yeah yeah we had a girl there. Her name was uh, Finna Fox the Furry. So she was a furry. 
and she wore the, her get up the whole time. She sung, she drank, and she ate with that with right. everything on. Right. I was just like, holy shit! Because at first I was like, how are you gonna like right. sing? <laughs> and she was like, first first thing I saw her was take a shot, and she just put right. it in her mouth, and just I was like, just like a fucking pro with this, you know? Like the whole night, everyone wanted to get pictures with her and stuff. And, That's funny. Yeah, she only took her the the head off when she got in the car and that was it got like it. the whole night she was wearing it yeah right? so exactly that's the whole point is like when you if you're gonna be the bunny you gotta go all the way otherwise don't don't do it that's pretty awesome, that's pretty <laughs> awesome. yeah so let's talk about uh how how we met sure um, i'm sure people have heard this on the podcast a couple times but mm. we'll give it uh, a new go since this is kind of a new podcast thing yeah it's been a little while too. yeah yeah so yeah. basically we met when uh you were on a panel with uh, nerds of color right nerds of color and NOC. Yeah, yeah. And that was at what San Francisco no sorry, Silicon Valley Comic Con, right? Yeah, yeah. You were a last minute replacement for somebody? Uh oh yeah. So I replaced my my uh friend Nelson Wong, who is a very prominent kind of Asian American entertainment blogger activist kind of person. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, he just put out a thing on Facebook and was like Hey, does anybody know anybody? And I was like, I know somebody. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) I know me pretty good. (laughs) And uh, uh, that was actually my first time being on a panel. That was really cool. Uh, I also, I liked what Nerds of Color is doing. Just the idea of Nerds of Color, I think, is important, you know? Yeah. And yeah, uh, yeah, so that's how we met. We had a good time. I, I was basically... The birth of Asian Kanye and yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, he said some shit that people were just like, oh, "What?" Yeah. They were, yeah, they were not having it. And uh, but luckily, you guys were <laughs> were so yeah, yeah. that's how we became friends. <laughs> yeah, there was. Uh, it's funny because I, I mean that, that panel was it was pretty good, but then the, I think the one after that was the one that I was I was really disappointed in. But you weren't there because you didn't get invited. Uh, right, right, right. Yeah, so I was <laughs> yeah. like, I was a bummer. But I'm not going to go too far into that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the reason why we had a, a panel, and we got to have you back on one of our panels. So yeah. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. No, I love it. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Thank you. We've been <laughs> at this for a while. It's funny now because people ask ask me, like, how to start podcasting. How do you guys get big? First of all, I don't think we're even that big yet. Mm. And then second of all, it's just like, you just got to keep you at it. You will be, though. Well, yeah, eventually. Yeah, I have no that's doubt. That's the goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, people are just like, you know, how do, how do you get, you know, decent numbers? How do you get sponsorships? And just right. like, you just got to keep at it. Like if- Consistency is the most important in yeah. anything online. Yep. Uh, and and also I think authenticity. It's like whatever it is you're doing, you gotta you gotta believe in that shit and and go for it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people think they're gonna get like so many followers or listeners like overnight. It's like no, it doesn't work. You gotta keep out. You, your audience has to find you, and that right. takes time. Right. Um. And if in the beginning, if you don't have money, it you know it takes a long time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us, we didn't start doing any kind of advertisements until, uh-huh. like, early this year. Yeah. And that was just a Twitter counter, right? Yeah. So that's the only kind of advertisements that we do. Um, but it works works out pretty well. Mm-hmm. But it's actually kind of funny because yesterday we had, like, our one of our highest jumps in numbers on Twitter ever. Really? I have no idea why. We don't have a campaign going on right now. We had, uh-huh. like, I think over 40 people have followed us in, like, a day. Oh, wow. For us, that's, like, a lot. Yeah. Like, no, I, mean, yeah. I don't have any Twitter follow. I don't really use Twitter yet. <laughs> yeah, you you got to get on that, man. Gotta I got to get on it. I've been, you know, I've been more on Instagram just because I like the visual aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I think I haven't been on Twitter because I'm afraid that I'm going to say some really stupid shit. You know? It doesn't matter, man. But it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if you say, I mean, there's people out there like you, right? So yeah. they're, they're going to listen. They have, to, they have to find you. You have to find them. And that's the way you do it. Plus, you know what I realize is so many Asian Americans are pussy ass, like PC, <laughs> like scared to say anything. And yeah. like... And I feel like I, you know, after the panel, I realized, you know, the Comic-Con panel, I realized, like, nobody's going to say the shit that I'm saying. Yeah. And somebody has to say it because, you know, I think 
I'm just and the thing is I understand I'm just another person opening my mouth with an opinion yeah. and that's fine except I think Asian Americans are so scared to say anything it's like they don't I don't know. Somebody's just got to put their balls out there. Well, I think I, I think uh, most Asians. I only know this because I have a, a, a few Asian friends. One of my best friends growing up, he was a Taiwanese, mm-hmm. and they were just kind of pushing real conservative values right. to like not speak out and, and do stuff right. like that. So I think that's. I don't know if it's it's really a problem, but it's mm-hmm. definitely like it's not. It's not normal for a, a, other ethnic groups. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 But, I mean, if you look at entertainment, I feel like you know, from me being a child, you know, seeing like. You know, just maybe a few black people on TV um, to now, which is like I feel like there's a lot of black people yeah. on TV and in movies yeah. and stuff, and and Asians haven't had that kind of trajectory. I understand they've been in media like shorter, but I think the rate in which they've like gotten better roles and stuff like that is like slower because they're not pushing because they're too afraid to say something, and um, you know. Whether you like it or not, whether people like it or not, it's like there's a lot of belly aching on the internet, but then also it does get stuff done eventually. You know, like the the Oscar's so white thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like people were going ape shit over that. And I know there was a lot of people that were like, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it made changes, you know? Yeah. Like, so usually, like, on face value, I didn't like the thing where there was like, you know, hashtag Oscar's so white. Mm-hmm. But when I looked into it, it's like, hey, there were some good movies that were out that that year mm-hmm. that were good that weren't just all white people. So it's like <laughs> I couldn't understand how like Straight Outta Compton didn't get any like nominations. Right, right, I was right. like, what? That, that was, was a good a, movie. A bit of a stretch for Oscar, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but they didn't get any kind of recognition for anything. But oh, it didn't? No, no, oh, I don't really? think they got anything. So oh. it's just like uh, not even a nomination, as far as I know. Ah. So that's why I was like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I actually like that movie. That was yeah, that I like was, it too. I like yeah. the director, but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think. Um, but see, that's the thing is like people, the social justice warriors who can get very tiring, they are the ones that do also make some changes. So, you know, um, I think Asians just, they're not very, very good at that. <laughs> but it's all right. That yeah. can change. Can start yeah. with you. So Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't think I'm a social justice warrior, though. I'm pretty like, I, I believe in causes, but I'm definitely not militant and I, and I don't think I'm very dogmatic. I think what set, you know honestly sets me apart from other Asian American, you know, whatever people in media is, um, uh, I feel like I'm a little more balanced. Like I try to see the other issues, the other side of things too. Yeah. Um, but then I still have my crazy opinions, which sound crazy to people because they want me to just say the same shit. Well, that's what's kind of nice about having like a long form type of podcast or like yeah. that because you can actually explain what you mean instead of just like little sound bites, right? You know, because I'm definitely not a social justice warrior. If anybody <laughs> listens to podcasts, you know that oh, I went on some pretty epic rants last night about uh, Lena Dunham and the oh tub. that ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah that's a uh, yeah <laughs> yeah I, I, I use some some pretty choice words about her and then uh, the third wave feminism thing I, I, I totally don't agree with because uh-huh. they, they try to tell us that it's about equality but it's not about equality because. Uh-huh. I don't see a single third-wave feminist fighting for men's rights at all. Right. And for people that are like, oh, well, men have, you know, they have everything. Well, no, we, we really don't. <laughs> we don't have power over our own bodies. I mean, uh-huh. uh, men are little babies. They uh-huh. get circumcised at birth, and nobody seems to give a fuck. Right. <laughs> um, the suicide rates for, for males are significantly higher than females. I don't mm-hmm. see a single feminist talk about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, the uh, Safety on jobs, we work uh, more dangerous jobs. And there's a couple other things, too, that... 
Um, nobody's really fighting for. Oh, in family courts, I don't see any feminists fighting for that. So for somebody to tell me that they're a feminist and then try to tell me, oh, no, 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 it's about equality. Meanwhile, there's, there's all these male issues that they don't even address. It's like it's very not authentic to me. They're, just, they're lying mm-hmm. to get brownie points. And uh, mm-hmm. they need to tell the whole story. I mean, yeah, there are still some small problems that, that females have in the United States. But it's significantly fewer than when it was in like the 50s and even even before that. And on the same side, men still have problems as well. And for you to tell me that your problems are more important than my problems, mm. uh, I have a problem with that. Just tell me, hey, you have problems. But then don't try to push your agenda in saying that I'm fighting for equality when you're clearly not. So that's obviously my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I, so. um, I think there's definitely the the symptom of when somebody is wounded, they, they want to... Uh, yeah, they don't care about what you're going through, so... You know, it's. Is my it's, dog licking his balls, dude? Is that what's going on here? Scrappy, stop! I can hear him in the headphones. People can yeah. hear that shit. Scrappy, stop! Hey, Scrappy. Can't have you on the. He's like, oh, I'm so yeah. sad. I was licking my balls. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, you know what? I, I understand what you're saying in the sense that um, when people are oppressed or hurt, then the other side, which has had more benefits, they're kind of like they don't want them to. How am I, how am I, what am I trying to say? It's like, it's like okay, so if, if I was in a relationship and then somebody hurt me, then I'm busy worrying about myself, trying right. to get better. So I'm kind of ignoring what also they're going through. Right. And it's like, well, I don't care about what you're feeling until I'm 100%, and then maybe I'll worry about you. Well, that's the weird part, is why, is, why even lie about it? Right. <laughs> you know what <laughs> right, I mean? Right, yeah. yeah. And, then, and also the other thing I think that maybe people could think about is that, you know, men do have a lot of issues in the sense that, you know, like we're not allowed that both men and women perpetuate because, you know, if we're too sensitive, we're not seen as manly. Yeah. Like we're not allowed to access our emotions. You know, it's not seen as a positive trait. Yeah. You know, and uh, there's, there's a lot of things like that. Like, and uh, I think that what people should remember is that when, when men have issues that they're not allowed to address, it does end up hurting the other gender. Yeah. So actually, if you wanted equality, then both sides should be able to like address their issues and heal or whatever, you know? Yeah, it should be more of like working together instead of like divisive uh-huh. things. And that's one of the things that's kind of weird now. I think of the first time in, in recent human history, mm-hmm. we're really going backwards as far as like racial, like ethnic relationships go. You really? Know? You think so? In what yeah, way? Yeah, well, if you look at the, like the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Mm-hmm. It's very divisive for a lot of people, okay. you know. And even beyond that, like with the, did you hear about the CSU thing where they're, they're going to start segregating uh, dorms for uh, African American people? No. <laughs> yeah, that's seriously, they passed that. I guess they said they, they had a list of demands. What is that? The California State University. You didn't go to college here? Oh, CSU. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yes, yeah, California State University. For those that that don't know. Wait, what? Yeah, we were talking Hold about on. it How yesterday. Does that make any sense? It doesn't make any is sense. Is that real? It's real. Yeah, it's a real story. Like they passed it, or they were trying to pass They're, it. I, it passed one part. So they had a list of demands, <laughs> and they they said one of the demands that they had was to have their own separate quote unquote safe spaces and their own dorms and places to go. Um, that were only. Oh, for, you mean they're segregating themselves? Yes. I see, I see. And I'm okay. like. Which is not very progressive. Yeah, like that's that's really weird to me. And then Mm, like the there's other things out there that are just they seem to be separating more than they are like Mm. keeping us together. And I I don't like that direction that that we're going. And even with our candidates now, 
the, the presidential candidates, if you look at uh, one guy has a, a platform of, you know, it's it really borders on racism. And the other one... <laughs> it's not border. Yeah, it pretty racism. much is racism. Is yeah. racist. And the other side, I don't think she gives a fuck about anybody except for herself. So, you know... I mean, that's pretty clear. She has a very dead look in her eyes. Yeah, she's she looks got like a, her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's about right. I mean, yeah, yeah, God, that's true. I mean, it's funny because I see it as... In some areas, there's definitely obviously much more divisive, and then in in some areas, I feel like it is becoming more and more uh, progressive. Like this has got to be the first black and yellow podcast in yeah, well, history. Ho- hopefully, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, yeah. You know, but um, yeah. So what what uh, what made you want to do this when I proposed? You know, doing a black and yellow podcast. Oh, well, we had a similar. I guess points of view that would yeah. be good. I'm, we're not going to agree on everything, which is of course which is that's great. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. the <laughs> fact that somebody had similar views to, to, to me was uh, was good, and I wanted to have somebody that was uh, of a different ethnicity on the podcast as well because yeah. it's hard for me to explain to somebody that it's like, hey, we're Black and Black has Infinity. Right. But I have to tell them, hey, we're not an Afrocentric podcast. You know what I mean? Like we're for everybody. We don't. We're not pushing. You know, like. <laughs> Just black issues. Yeah, yeah, we really, yeah, we really don't. We're just we're all about the the American experience. So that's cool, man. Yeah. I mean, I think um, you know, uh, I I feel like you guys are doing just by do like allowing me to come on and have a segment with you guys is like doing a lot for the overall community. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because honestly, like the reason why I proposed it is like I do see that Asians are bad at supporting other people's causes well they they don't even support their own causes that much but but <laughs> but like you know if you look at like a let's say a black lives matter march or something like Asian faces are like gonna be the least that you see right I mean they don't stick their neck out for other people yeah. and also I think that the gap between um uh black and Asian relations are pretty wide in my opinion. Really? Which is, I think so, in the sense that, like, I see more black and white people hanging out than I see black and yellow people hanging out. Yeah, I guess that's true. If you're going out in public. You know? Yeah, yeah. In the Bay Area, which is a very mixed community, and yet, you know. I, I grew up in Oakland, so it's a little different for yeah. me in the sense that, like, I thought most people were black. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's where you grew up. You and, know? Yeah. And, then, yeah. and I remember in high school, like, I'm watching, like, these teen movies and i'm like where how where where are these high schools with all white people this is so <laughs> yeah. weird and then when i finally got a car i like drove out yeah and then i was like oh okay yeah they're everywhere yeah the world is actually <laughs> mostly white yeah. well but, just uh, here the, i think the world in general is actually mostly brown people right oh yeah just in the u.s yeah, yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's true but um so, so I, I guess this is kind of open format, but what, what do you think we should um, talk about? Um, actually, there's something I want to talk about because I don't understand mm-hmm. the concept. I heard, okay. uh, <laughs> what was the guy's, uh, is David, not David Cho, what's David the guy's Cho? name? Yeah, David yeah, Cho, artist. that's his name, right? Yeah. He was talking about uh, Han. Can you break that down? Oh, the, the Han. 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 The Han is, I, I believe that it is the, the anger um, that, that Koreans have. Uh, Koreans, so Koreans, their nickname is... Uh, the Irish of Asia, <laughs> really? Yeah, and wow. the, so the first U.S. ambassador that went to Korea and spent like an extended period of time there, when he came back, his report he said that the Koreans are the Irish of Asia because they, all they like to do is drink and fight. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a cool nickname, you know. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, but the thing is that I think the Han comes from. 
I don't know if it's like historically was always there because like Koreans have bad tempers and like even if you go to Korea, like the nerdiest like looking Korean guy, if he gets pissed off, will start be like Jugule, which means like you want to die. <laughs> like, you know, like, but uh, but Koreans, yeah, and I have it too. You know, like I, I've definitely worked really hard to to to, to work on, like suppress that, but yeah. um, or heal that. But I feel like it comes from the fact that our my parents' generation they all come from a post war country right so they were like my dad was like dirt poor like you know didn't have fucking soles on the bottom of the shoes like that kind of poor you know what yeah, I mean? and, yeah. and, and actually, uh, actually poor actually poor yeah. like poverty and um and then also there's a long history of koreans being uh like attacked and oppressed by china, china. or yeah. japan yeah. and uh and koreans never really liked did too much fucking with people it was always like they're getting fucked with and then they're yeah. like defending themselves and so i think there's like this deep kind of like history of uh, oppression and sorrow and and stuff like that 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 makes them angry i don't know like like even for instance um <clears throat> when i went to korea the first time i went to the national museum you know hmm. it's like as if, if i went to washington dc and i went to their museum right, right. and i'm like excited I'm, I'm ready to see like all the all the uh, uh, like ancient Korean artwork and blah blah blah, and I walk in there and there's like nothing in there. It's like some plates, some dishes, like some clothes, and like nothing. And I was like, "Where is all the artwork?" And they were like, "Oh, the Japanese destroyed it all or stole it all." Wow. And I'm talking like the National Museum for the country has yeah. like almost nothing to show for it, and. Wow. I got so angry. You know what I, mean? <laughs> like, I was like pretty pissed because they, you know, they were trying to erase us. Is what they were trying to do. Yeah. When yeah. they when they were occupying us, they were uh, forcing us to speak Japanese. They were, you know, raping the women, all that stuff, and they were literally trying to assimilate us like the Borg into right, turn right. us all into Japanese. Um, so I don't know. I think that's where the Han comes from. Is like there's like this deep rooted anger at the oppression history of oppression and and also maybe genetically we're just like wired like that i don't know because koreans in korea now are pretty you know um but they all play starcraft I keep yeah they're pretty starcraft, wealthy too. they're pretty like yeah. comfortable but they'll still flip out when they so i don't know it, it might be biology plus plus kind of the history but yeah that's the han when you get red angry red it's like there's no turning back like i, I definitely put myself in a lot of situations when i was younger like people way bigger than me and i just get so pissed off and then all of a sudden like oh i'm gonna get my ass kicked (laughs) (laughs) that's that's interesting that kind of reminds me of uh you aware of like a genghis khan like what he did back in the day of course i just remember like a lot of people they see like i'm gonna equate this sort of like to muslims nowadays even though it's it's obviously different Mm -hmm. but what happened was back in the day uh genghis khan came through and he was wrecking pretty much all asia yeah one part was good though because it basically if you just gave him what he wanted he wouldn't like kill too many people right but if right. you didn't he would basically would just fuck destroy, everybody yeah. up yeah so he went through a lot of Muslim countries and they were just like no and so he basically this is the reason why they're they're still way behind society today is because he put them like back in the stone ages like he seriously did, huh? like yeah, burn all kinds of fucking like, just books just raised them to the ground yeah, yeah that's crazy it's pretty crazy um that you know what I think um Hopefully, we'll move into a world in the future where that shit's not happening anymore. But it's part of human nature, I guess. Yeah, I think we're we're getting there, but there's still pockets of like you know dissent where like like most of the Middle East is still fucked up. Um, look at North Korea; it was really yeah, fucked well, up. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of people living in a different mental era than us. Yeah, know? yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, 
You know, it's funny though because I I think a lot about biology versus like just what is human nature, you know? And mm-hmm. like I I thought about equality for women going back to that a little bit and I realized that one of the reasons why it's going to be really hard for true equality to happen is that men are willing to kill to have what they want. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like how do you overcome that, you know? So I don't know, maybe we need to reduce like the world problems like hunger and poverty and access to resources and stuff but i don't know well that's one of the interesting things though is that now we're at pretty much the best time to be alive ever yes, right so we have for sure like, statistically yeah definitely. like crime is down yeah. violent crime is really down mm-hmm. but for some reason people are still having problems it's like like I understand, like we need to f- still fix stuff, but right. it's like right now people are swearing that it's like in like the 1950s or before that. Right. Which is like, yeah, we have problems. We're working on it, but it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Like it's it's getting better. I 100 percent agree with you. That I think that goes back to what I said at the first panel is that we're in as a stage in humanity, we're kind of in like this whiny teenager stage. Yeah, I think where so like too. everything is a bigger problem than it really is. But if you really look around, it's like actually it's better. Like the poorest person in the United States has access to better health care than a king in England. Oh, I mean the, back in the day. You yeah, know I mean it's yeah. like well, I mean just people alive today. <laughs> I remember when I went to. Uh, I went to Africa, right? And I went to yeah. a country oh, called... Yeah, oh. I've traveled the world, man. Oh. If you didn't... Yeah, so I've been... I, um, I used to be a Marine. Oh, so, okay, got it. And yeah. then after I was a Marine, I was a contractor, so I traveled some more. Yeah. But uh, I went to Africa a couple times, and I remember I was in Djibouti, yeah. and seeing the amount of poverty there, I was just like, dude, this it's not even really poverty. It's just like, you don't have shit. <laughs> right. That's what it is. Right. Like, poverty, I mean, you, you sort of have some kind of income you can right. live. But they were living in these shacks that were made out of, like, twigs and fucking newspaper. <sighs> And one time it rained really hard and people died. I was just like, dude, people <laughs> Sorry, died from rain. That's no, yeah, the way you're saying it. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. It is though. crazy. I'm just like, how the fuck do you die you from, die rain? from rain? <laughs> yeah. I was just like, dude. That does show the level of comfort that we have. Yeah. And then like when, when we would drive places, like we, we had to pay people to watch our car. Because if you didn't, somebody would steal it. Right. And I was just like, it was crazy. You know, it's like, it's like the Wild West, man. It's the same thing in like uh, going to like... Uh, when I was in Iraq, it's the same deal. It's like you yeah. couldn't, you can't really do shit there. Yeah. And now it's just like it's it's awful. Like we went there for you know, I guess we went to war. Whether or not you believe in the war or not, it's kind of irrelevant. But right, right. We went over there, we fucked them up, and then we didn't like help them. It's no. like why didn't you treat them like Japan or or Germany? Mm-hmm. Like you set permanent bases there, you helped them rebuild their country mm-hmm. instead of just putting in some puppet and then just leaving. I was just like, you can't, you can't yeah. do that, man. Yeah, it's, that's why it created a lot of extra terrorist families. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we especially when we keep dropping bombs. I mean, yeah. like, I literally, I would. This is what's fucking weird, man. Is yeah. so I, when I was a contractor, uh-huh. I was in Qatar, uh-huh. and I had a screen in front of me, and this was like gigantic screens. They're probably like twenty screens linked together. Yeah. And all day I would look up, and they were all UAV feeds. So I would see people getting bombed, blown the fuck up, all shot day. all day. Every I was just like, dude, That's off the hook. yeah, I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like, how do you know the person that you're, you're blowing up is even the right? Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think they really know. <laughs> no, they, they don't. They don't. I think they're guessing. <laughs> yeah, that's why when they said, you know, we're going back, and they're like, oh, no boots in the ground. I'm like, no, you need to have boots in the ground. There's no way you can win win any kind of war or conflict with fucking drones. Like, you can't. No. I mean, my friend who was in, in the army said that they all talked to each other and said it. They just consider it a forever war. Well, it's going to be. They don't think it's yeah. ever, 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 ever going to end. Yeah. I mean, because we just keep making new generations of people that hate us. It's so dumb. It's just like, <laughs> just all we had to do was just help them. I mean, yeah. Japan really didn't like America. No. And we even threw our own citizens in internment camps, and we still fixed it. That's true. You know what I mean? I mean, look at Japan now. They're like, 
what is it, like the we third helped. largest economy? Yeah, we yeah. helped them rebuild. But we don't want to help these guys rebuild. I'm just like, we need to help them, you know? Yeah, they must not see them as people. Yeah, I think that's a problem. I, I think Japan probably had enough of a, a history of doing stuff on their own that they respected them enough that, like, oh, we should rebuild them. But then, Or maybe those were, like, values back in the day. Maybe, it's, maybe that, those values would come back. I mean, actually yeah. helping people. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people, <laughs> I understand we, we're going to have war for mm-hmm. a long time, but... If you don't have an endpoint or, or you know some way to I guess quote unquote win, I mean, <laughs> what are you even doing? I mean, especially when we didn't really go to war for much. Like people say we went to war for oil, but we didn't get those oil contracts. Mm. <laughs> like the only people that got the oil contracts are people in uh, in Britain. So yeah, we we came back with nothing. Wasn't it just about weapons contracts? Well, yeah, that that was the yeah. That's actually what it was, and it yeah. actually wasn't even really the. It wasn't so much weapons. Mm. It was manpower, mm. right? So what they did was um, we went to war with Iraq. And I know this because. I was I actually did this yeah. right. So they took all the jobs that were basically for the military, yeah. and then they made them for contractors, as in like right. even basic jobs like uh, having cooks in the military, right? So the oh, Marine really? Corps, yeah. So the Marine Corps used to be self sufficient. Yeah, everything we did by ourselves, right? right? Cooks, clean the shitters, right. all that stuff. We used to the all whole do whole organization. Yeah, but yeah. now they put in these contractors, right, for these roles for like cooking food, mm. cleaning up crappers. I'm like, if you need to clean crappers. You have PFCs and right. like Lance Corporals, E3s and below. So they just want excuses to charge more. Yeah, but they would charge ridiculous amounts right. of money, right? Yeah. So for me, I'm a data storage engineer by trade, right? And so for me, for one year for a contract, it was $1.2 or $1.3 million for just one person. What? One person, dude. How much did you keep? Uh, a fraction of that, but it was yeah. still it was enough to keep me fucking happy. Yeah, yeah I mean it was a lot of money. So yeah, I mean it basically it took me out of debt, and made me happy. So, Damn. but yeah, and just think about hundreds of thousands of people getting paid that kind of money. Yeah. And what they would do is they would take people that weren't even fucking trained yeah. to do stuff. Like literally, I remember I was asking this dude, he was like a, a switch and router guy, yeah. to do some uh, configurations for me. Yeah, and he said that he couldn't do it, even though it was his job. And I was like, dude, what did you do before you came over here? He's like, oh, I was like, I was a cab driver. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> How they ripped off like that's how they got their money. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, they have to they have to create those uh, bloated jobs so that they could hide the money somewhere else. You know? Yeah, they def- they fleeced America with yeah, that yeah, shit, man. Yeah. Like, if, if we really want to like put a, a real big dent in the budget, we just got to get rid of like almost all the contractors, put them back as military jobs. That would boost the military a little bit, bit a little bit. But you don't want the military too big, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't really need it that big right now, right? And then also we just need to get fire like a bunch of people that are in government. Like the House, the Senate, most of those people you don't fucking need. Yeah. Seriously. Like we we have the internet now. We can be a true democracy. We can just be like, hey, vote, press one for, you know, this or, you know, no for, or two for no or whatever. Yeah. Give everybody all the information like for whatever bill. If you want to have stuff that's like, I guess, uh, secret stuff, then, I mean, that's fine. Have like associations, associations for that. But as far as like day-to-day shit, we can all vote on that. We don't need yeah. representatives anymore. You know, I can understand representative back in the day because country's pretty big mm. and there was no communications but right. now it's 2016 you know people are seeing the light now yeah yeah that, we'll see what happens I, I think uh this is my conspiracy side of my brain but i, I just feel like they're they're uh they're probably just gonna let everything burn down and keep keep what's left and rebuild it if it happens it's too, I think it's uh, it'd be hard to burn to like get rid of America at this point. No, I don't think it's gonna get rid of America. But I mean, I think there's there's gonna be a day of reckoning. <laughs> yeah, I think it's coming. I think part of it is like the, the racial tension thing that that, yeah. that people are just not, they're not addressing in the correct manner. Yeah, and the fact that they're militarizing the police as opposed yeah. to like training them to like I remember I saw some video in in uh, Britain about how they train the cops to 
to um, not shoot people and yeah. like disarm them, like or you know do everything they can to end it peacefully. And and then you know on the flip side in America, they're getting armored trucks <laughs> like and running tanks, around like with actual tanks. tanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, we, what are you gonna do with the tank? Yeah, we have the military. Like, for that. who are you gonna shoot with the tank? <laughs> yeah. Like seriously, like there's no person in any ghetto that you can't stop without a tank <laughs> like yeah like what there's nobody hold up in a bunker that you gotta like you know yeah i don't understand that the escalation of forces is, right. is so ridiculous now right. you know i mean even when i was in the military it's just like yeah we got some cool stuff but it's like you you use that stuff for war like those are right. war, war type tools thing. of war yeah. yeah exactly these aren't for the civilian populace man you know no. i mean but that's that's what it that's i think the showing the problem in terms of how they're thinking about it is like instead of like trying to fix things which would make for long-term peace they're just like buckling up and getting ready for like the rodeo <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah it's like in, it's, it's kind of like our healthcare system it's like instead of uh really pushing preventative care they're mm. just pushing things so you don't see the symptoms anymore mm. right yeah i think that's a problem like yeah. i think if you would actually take some of that budget that they're using to uh give the police officers weapons of war we could probably divert that money into actual education and programs for children that way you don't have a bunch of fucking thugs and shit that are growing up and, and being violent towards it. i mean that's the main reason why the police force is really arming is because they're seeing an uptick in violence mm-hmm. in certain areas but it's like hey i think the reason why you're seeing the uptick in violence is because you're not putting in money into these these children's lives i mean you, you there's there's no yeah. incentives well they're definitely obviously that that points to the the whole the the prison industrial complex i mean they yeah. they yeah. obviously have been you know <laughs> ever since slavery was abolished they've never stopped trying to figure out how to keep slaves i mean <laughs> well that's, a, that's <laughs> you a good know, point that's the reality of it. <laughs> yeah yeah but i mean for a long time we're actually we're doing way better as right. far as like african-americans mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like after like maybe like around the 80s it was just mm-hmm. like kind of went down Back again down again yeah. yeah i'm just like what, what happened there you know that, that's a good question actually yeah. i kind of noticed that myself too and uh even i went to like a dave Chappelle show and he was talking about how like you know, we had it good for a while, and it's all fucked up again. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like, and I guess it's true. Like, I think, um, uh, I don't know, man. I, you know what? That's that's something maybe we'll we'll have to talk about more later because I think it's an interesting it's an interesting curve. I think um, maybe black people are becoming more powerful, so they're trying to oppress them more again. Well, I think the thing is, is that. Part of it comes from a, a parental level, right? So mm. I think most stuff starts with parents, mm. and we're not pushing down things oh, that are really important. What you're you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like instead of like yeah. putting values in material things, we're not right. pushing down uh, values on like how to actually survive in life, Correct. as in like investments, um, businesses. Should, like nobody's, they're not pushing that. Not enough black families are pushing that down to their children because we haven't necessarily had that throughout the generations we had it at one point and all of a sudden they just kind of went away you know it's funny you say that that's actually something i noticed is that i feel like there was a generation of kids that grew up in black communities this is just my perception black communities where they're raised to be like strong and proud and like educated and focusing on education and, and and all that kind of stuff and I, and I feel like somewhere around the 90s with the hip-hop thing, when when uh, they purposely, the industry purposely pushed, like, the music down in terms of being more dumb. Because when hip-hop came out, it was very conscious, very, yes. like, uplifting and stuff. And then I feel like 
in the 90s like after like Wu-Tang and Nas and all that stuff and Tupac it's like kind of after that I, I, I really feel like the government and all the quote powers that be are like all right, let's uh, let's switch this up a little, and then yeah. they like just only put stuff on the radio that's like talking about superficial things, yep, and and dumbing down the message. Well, there's really no message anymore. No, and no. and and I think that's a anybody who thinks that's not a conscious decision by the people who are in charge, aka like rich white people. Yeah. I mean, they're really fooling themselves because that is a conscious decision, and I think that that had a cultural effect this is my perception but it had a cultural effect of teaching you know the next generation of youth like oh well if you want to be successful you got to rap about like booty and like yeah. money and shit not like conscious shit you know i think that's part of one little kind of thing that affected that kind of yeah per- I, personality i don't know i totally agree so um I had like I coined a phrase where I said it was uh, weak men with strong beards, and then uh, it was it was dope beats with whack bars. Right, another thing, right? Because right? I mean, most of these songs are like like Panda. Yeah, that song has a pretty dope beat. But right. what the fuck's he talking about? They're not saying anything. Yeah, it's, it's just mumble rap. Um, I think <laughs> uh, another point um, that you're talking about, like the entertainment factor and right. stuff like that. I, yeah, we're as a kid, I can attest to this. Like we're more pushed towards things that are for entertainment, like entertaining people, right? right. So when I was a kid. I was right. uh I was physically I was I was pretty gifted. I, I think I still hold a school record at uh-huh. like New Memorial for like the okay. forty yard dash. So oh, every really? year, yeah, mm-hmm. every year they wanted me to go on the football team. Yeah, and I was just like, no. I was you like, don't care? I, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about. It. First of all, I hated school. I, I barely even passed high school, but I'm not <laughs> dumb, too. right? Yeah, no, me yeah. too. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm not going to sit there and and re- put my future on my physical characteristics, Correct. right? I, I want somebody to actually see value in my way of thinking, mm-hmm. you know, and, and actually have value in other things in life because. At the end of the day, entertainment only takes you so far. Right. Right? I mean, you're just entertaining people. That's not really making the world a better place. Not know? on the impact that if you're like a Bill Gates or a Steve Jobs. Yeah. But even, yeah, but they own... But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I want to own right. stuff. Right. Exactly. Right? So, and I think that's not... What, when, what they're pushing is, to a lot of uh, black youth, is that you need to have somebody rich pay you... Um, can you close the door? Sorry. Yeah, sure. It's my uh, washing machine is going off. Um, they're pushing towards you need to get onto something where they can pay you millions of dollars, not instead of you need to make your millions of dollars. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I think that fundamental message needs to change. I feel like I feel like it will change though because I see way more like black nerdy kids than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I see way more black kids that are like clearly just straight up nerds, like into coding, into. You know, whatever, you know, like, yeah. and I think those are the kids that are going to make the change because, like, that's, again, it's just knowledge is power, you know, and they're, they're arming themselves, I think, in a different way than they were in the past, like, 10, 20 years. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the, it's the best time to be a nerd. I mean, when it's I was a kid, time. I was like, when I was like 11 or 12, like, I, that's when I first got a computer, yeah. and I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the only thing that's stopping me now from really caring about, like, right. Computers and stuff like that. I mean, I still love working on what yeah. I work on, uh-huh. but I'm I'm so aware that I'm making somebody else rich that yes. it's like, or wealthy, not even rich. It's like wealthy. I'm just yeah. like I'm just somebody's making millions off of me. You know what I mean? That's, so I can be that guy. That's funny you say that because once you become aware of that, you can never really go back. Yeah, in your mind. Once you see the strings, yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna have to cut them eventually. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons why. Um, I started podcasting yeah. was to like have it as a launching point of like getting the message out there and really spreading mm-hmm. out, you know, all these messages that people normally wouldn't hear about. Mm-hmm. So that's cool, man. Um, so what about like, 
I wonder what the Asian issues are to talk about. I don't. I don't know. So that's one of the things actually we can talk about. It's it's yeah. almost uh, I don't want to say lack of Asian issues because yeah. there are Asian issues out there. Oh, we can talk about Asian privilege. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Asian privilege is, is is one of them that people don't talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, let me break it down for the folks that are just like Asian privilege. What, what is that? It's actually is better than white privilege, um, but that's why nobody talks about it because. Basically, Asians are, are are better than other ethnicities at everything except for sports. Uh-huh. Like they, statistically, they, you mean? statistically, yeah. Like okay. if you look at uh, schools, they yeah. graduate at a higher rate. They go to college at a higher rate. Right. They have more degrees. Right. They um, also have uh, more businesses. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they pass down all these traits and qualities to their kids. The mm-hmm. only thing that I thought was weird is that a lot of my Asian friends they lived, they lived at home for a long ass time. I think but, it's more of a family cultural thing. I think it's that, but they also yeah. stack money when living at home. You know what I mean? Also do. It's that's, like it's an easy way to save money. That's interesting. Yeah, Asian privilege. I feel like, well, first of all, it's a privilege that they built themselves. Yes. It's not like yes. it's given to them because they all immigrated. In. And I think it's a combination of like work ethic because Asians are definitely like very like hardcore like about school and all that stuff. And then, yeah. uh, and then there's the family structure where like the kids are supposed to obey their parents. So I think that helped because... You know, these kids are growing up to become what their parents told them to be, which is like it's doctors. Good and, it's good and bad. Oh, it's bad. I mean, <laughs> I think it's bad. It's good for the building of that, but then it's bad for the continuation because, you know, like even for me, it's like I had to, my parents did the same thing where they're like, oh, you got to do serious job, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, I uh, was studying psychology and then I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go into film and like. I realized, like, the fact that they were kept pushing me and that they were so disappointed and scared for me, like, mentally held me back to a certain extent where I'm like, I have to rebel against them and the whole world to, like, get where I want to go. Yeah. And so I think in the future they definitely need to have more freedom to just be creative or do what they want. But but I think going back to the privilege thing, I think it's, it's a combination of, like, the work ethic... The, the way that the family structure is and then probably the fact that they keep their head down. Yeah. So it's easier to like succeed if you're not or in the Asian mentality it's easier to succeed if you're not rocking the boat. So I think that they mm. even when they were facing injustices and stuff they just kind of kept their head down and waited for it to blow over and, and then kept kept going. Not to say that there aren't you know, great Asian activists. I know a bunch of them myself, so I'm not trying to paint a picture like they're all Asian Americans are like fucking, you know, ignoring issues or not doing it. But I think, right. you know, we're just talking as a generalized average. Right. But yeah, so they have the privilege. I mean, the Asian privilege that I see that I felt is that because we're non-threatening, like we get to slide into a lot more situations than other people. I mean, it, you know, even like, let's say in the tech world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Asians, obviously, they're like, oh, you're smart. You're quiet. Like, you could totally work for us. Yeah. And, you know, black guy walks in the room, and they're like, where are you from? What do you do? You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, it's a different mentality, I feel like. So, I think, um, but I think the whole, the Asian thing about, you know, being passive and stuff is now, should, is detri- is becoming detrimental or has already been and, and should be moved on to, um a new phase where they have fucking balls and they just let it hang out there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think now with, uh, well, we'll talk about it in a minute, but the, yeah. the whole China taking over the media, oh, um, I think, well, it's going to be a lot more uh, vocal folks out there. Uh, vocal in terms of, well, as far as like, 
um, pushing, like, well, especially from the Chinese side, they're going to start pushing Asian values, or sorry, Chinese values For in America. Sure. Like, they're already doing it with, um, uh, shit, Doctor Strange, right? When they had yeah, Tilda yeah. Swinton switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so the, if, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about, so in uh, Doctor Strange, there's a character called the Ancient One, and he's supposed to be a Tibetan male, mm-hmm. older guy, and they switched it to Tilda Swinton, who is not Asian <laughs> nor male. Um, so, and that, that was in part, yeah, that was in part because it's by a a Chinese production company that kind of pushed that down and, uh, China's censorship board. Yeah. So actually I read a really good article last night about that. And, uh, so basically China has the cultural, like a a censorship board that approves everything that gets made in China, um, or released in China and, uh, the crazy thing is that the head of that organization said that movies are the battleground for a cultural war. Well, yeah. Against the U.S., which yeah. it is. Because yeah. America's Hollywood is a dream factory. And then so they're systematically taking over the, the American businesses and influencing them on the distribution side so that they are pushing their agenda so so basically this article what they're pointing out is like if you notice like a lot of big blockbusters they're starting to paint America in a much more negative light um they're painting obviously China in a better light um and they're censoring they're they're forcing filmmakers to change their films in so many little ways that you know affect the cultural perception of China which is you know like um for instance, Top Gun wasn't allowed to be released in 3D in China because it would it would uh, show the perception of American superiority in, in the air. <laughs> yeah, uh, which or, we which we still have. Which we still have. Yeah. But the point is that you know they're 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 fighting the battle on the cultural side, and and then uh, you know Chinese China and Chinese people are not allowed to be portrayed in a negative way in American films. Yeah. Like Red Dawn remake was supposed to be China. They changed it to North Korea. Um, <laughs> it was like nobody likes those guys. Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're the easy ones to yeah. scapegoat. Uh, <laughs> even though it's completely unbelievable that North Korea would be able to invade no. the U.S. It's <laughs> fucking impossible. It's impossible. Yeah. It's like, so, um, I mean, unless you literally nuked us, it's right, possible. Right. Yeah. So it's funny because, you know, you, you have people... Um, not realizing that what the takeover is actually already like underway. I mean, yeah, I didn't notice it until you mentioned it, and then I, I was watching uh, Star Trek Beyond, and right. I was like, "That's a Chinese producer or whatever." Right. And then the thing you'll with, see it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And there's a couple other ones too. Where I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, wow, it's, it really is already uh, already starting." It's all it's already happened happening, and uh, it's only going to get worse. So I mean, eventually. You know the problem with Americans is we're so comfortable that we a lot of issues we we don't really deal with until it's too late. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like this is going to be one of those because um, if people hey, stop it, Scrappy, damn it, fucking hear you, man. Sorry, that shit bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm just licking my balls. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's funny though because I, I could feel the pressure because even for me is you know I'm like, man, how's this going to affect me talking about it? But then I'm like. But didn't you have like a personal thing Fuck that yeah. happened to you with uh, you had somebody that was supposed to be in a movie, but they wanted you to have a, a different actor or something like that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like trying to trying to make a 
get a pilot off the ground and you know they want to get money from china and it's like well you know if you want to get money from china you're gonna to have to put in a chinese actor but they're not gonna they can't be the bad guy they gotta be like the good guy and yeah i look i i appreciate a lot of things about chinese culture i grew up on bruce lee as my biggest hero yeah. on chow yun fat and you know hong kong movies and well, just hong watched, kong's a little different i just watched though, it, but, it man three yesterday yeah so i i'm not saying that there's not um you know good stuff but we're talking about like uh you know an actual war <laughs> a cultural war so i think uh I don't know. I mean, America did it. You know, the way that America actually, you know, a little known history about how America became so culturally dominant around the world is that um, during World War II, while the rest of the world was, you know, basically destroying each other, America sat it out for so long before they went in, as everybody knows. But what people don't realize is that during that entire time, they were pumping out Hollywood movies. So after the war ended, all these countries like France and Germany and, you know, blah, blah, they didn't have any infrastructure to create movies. So actually what happened was America had a huge stockpile of films that they had been making the whole time. American ideals. Yeah. And then they started (laughs) pumping it out. And that's how, you know, one of the ways that American culture got so deep around the world because they had a stockpile of like. American dream material to like pump yeah. out there after the war. So, so there's definitely a, an actual global effect when it comes to films. I mean, film, the movies are the way that we create conversations, the way that we see the world, the way that we inspire ourselves and all that stuff. And so, you know, I think that's why it's very, very dangerous to kind of ignore what's happening and, and, and not, not say something, you know, not that, I don't even know how to stop it because this money talks, you know. <laughs> yeah, they definitely have a lot of money for right. for right now. Right. Um, it's it's kind of interesting that the the the, the dynamic that's going on right now because people were all pissed about the uh, the Great Wall thing with Matt Damon. Right. But it's like that's a Chinese movie, right. so yeah, yeah, like we didn't make it in America. Right. <laughs> so yeah, no, I, it's funny. I I I know. See, this is where the Asian Kanye part's going to come. In. I'm going to get hella shit. So that <laughs> that actress that made a big deal about that. First of all, if you notice, she was the only one talking about who, who it. Who was it? Constance Wu. Oh, okay. She's on Fresh Off the Boat. Um, which, by the way, she's on a TV show with a fucking crappy, fobby accent, which to <laughs> me is also damaging. So, But whatever. Let's not yeah. split hairs on that. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, actually, I guess that's irrelevant because that guy's parents did have fobby accents. Yeah. Um, but anyways... Uh, so she, yeah, she's basically saying that you know Matt Damon is not our hero. Is our heroes are not white, and you know stop perpetuating the the white hero myth, blah blah blah. And and I understand that that is definitely an issue. However, I feel like it's a little bit black and white in how she's judging that because number one, actually, white people are our heroes too. I mean, I grew up enjoying matt damon films and and looking up to him as a a a person and an actor you know um yeah it's like trying to say that like you should only have asian exactly i mean robin williams he's white but i grew up on so many of his movies you know i mean you know so i think to say that white people can't give us values or represent a character that we admire is first of all racist (laughs) (laughs) and then and then second of all 
Yeah, like you said, you're getting angry at a Chinese production that was shot in China, made by Chinese people, and Chinese people over there are not upset. So, I mean, what the fuck? Like, you're basically mad at an imported film. Yeah. You know, as if it was... I do understand if it was originated with, you know, white dollars here, it'd be probably more of an issue. Um, But to me, I look at it like whoever... If it's if it's funded by Chinese people and it's starring ninety nine percent Chinese people and then everybody in China has no problem with that because they actually also like Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Matt Damon. What are yeah, yeah, I mean like what are you actually complaining about? I think the issue is not turning the Great Wall movie into a example of the problem, but just talk about the problem itself, which is, you know, definitely a problem like for instance emma stone being cast as a half asian chick in that hawaiian movie yeah like that's the kind of stuff that is definitely like what the fuck you know what i mean but, yeah. but i feel like the great wall is a little bit different and then on the flip side like again going back to the cultural war it's like right now some of us might be complaining that you know matt damon is this white guy in uh you know the great wall movie but 10 years from now when we've had chinese values crammed down our throat and infiltrated in like all our movies like maybe the opposite the opposite issue will come up to you know surface like maybe we should keep some american values <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 I think it's funny if you think about it from the other side i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure people in china are like holy shit we got matt damon to be in a movie that's what i'm saying yeah and then like, like in america a big deal. They, yeah they're like what the fuck's america complaining about i mean i was <laughs> shocked that he was in that movie i'm like how much did they have to pay him to yeah. get him in there and also people forget that director who's making that movie is like an actual like internationally like renowned director i mean he's not like some hack that they hired to shoot this like action matt damon movie it's like or like a has-been director or something like from hollywood which they do sometimes like it was actually like a really well-known like awesome director so i think you know i think people should give it a little bit more of a shot and maybe people should also watch it first before they decide yeah. who he is or what he is you know well so. one of the things i thought was funny was that i mean they're, they're complaining about the matt damon thing mm-hmm. being in, in china back then but it's like well first of all there was white people that were in china at that time Correct. right um second of all there's a there's a show called Mar- marco polo that's on netflix yeah which is almost the same thing well he's with you know the cons but right he's still in china and in asia moving and he's the only white guy yeah and nobody really cares. It's, it's it's actually a good show. Yeah, it's based on historical. It's a, it's a great yeah. show, actually. And yeah. not to mention that there was never monsters attacking the Great Wall. Yeah, so it's so a it's fucking obviously fantasy, fantasy movie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think you know what I think the real problem is that I perceive and why people don't like social justice warriors is that they don't know how to approach each issue on its own merits. Every yeah. issue, if it gets into their zone, gets attacked in the exact same perspective, the exact same manner. So, for instance, when Avatar was remade, I was obviously like, that's retarded. Or the Emma Stone thing, I was like, that's retarded. Wait, which Avatar are you talking about? The uh, Last Airbender? Airbender? Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, those kind of things, I think, are clearly, like, violations of, you know, whatever, you know, minority, you know, issues. But... Again, I try to look at it case by case. I look at The Great Wall, and it's a fantasy movie made in China starring Matt Damon. Like, just fucking get over it. Uh, Yeah, I I don't really care about that. Anyways, every Asian person is going to hate me for that, because when she... She sounded off on that. Everybody's like, "Yeah, you go, girl. You you tell him how it is." 
Meanwhile, she also just cut herself out of a job of any movie yeah. financed by China in the future, which yeah. is going to be like all of them. So, yeah, <laughs> good luck on that. Yeah, I think people do what's called, and I did not coin this phrase, but it's uh, it's vir- virtue signaling. Mm. I think that's what what people are doing when they try to agree with somebody that has that makes a correct, point, and they don't do the research right. on what they're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when she came out with that at first, I was like, oh yeah, that's true. And then I, like, watched the trailer, and I was like, there's fucking monsters in this. Like, that was my yeah. first cue that I'm like, this, her argument's, like, kind of falling apart a little bit. And then I did more research, and I'm like, okay, well, it's financed by China and blah, blah, blah. So, so I don't know. I mean, I think the other side of me is, like, I do appreciate, I do feel like people need to say stuff. Um, but I think that actual change could happen if they were a little bit more smart about how they judge things than just because when you judge something falsely you put the other side in a position where they have to say fuck you yeah yeah, <laughs> you know what i mean it's not yeah. an actual conversation you're having yeah and so i think that's a big thing is everybody's talking at each other not with each other well especially when they don't have the, they, they're not using informed uh ideas exactly right i'm just like we like we have the internet like, you can basically debunk anything you want. All it right. takes is a little bit of research. And right. for, for people to sit here and be this fucking dumb in 2016, I'm just like, how is this possible? Like, it doesn't take very much time at all to Google search. Oh, we're dumb. You know, we're I'm just like, smart. man. It's going to take us a while. I, I think I think there's actually like a... It, it's funny. So, like, when the internet first came out, everything was kind of pure, right? Yeah. Everything was great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, right around, like... To, like the early 2000s, yeah. I started noticing like these fake information things, and yeah. now it's just like so prevalent, especially on Facebook. Yeah, with just fake information out there, I'm just like, why don't you guys look into if it's real or not? Other than just posting this, you're, you're, you're perpetuating nonsense. Yeah, and it's making everybody else dumber as they think it's real. Like just because you put a picture with words on it doesn't mean that it's a fact. Like, yes, I'm really sick of that. I, I, the the one liners that everybody does, like, yeah. and they're trying to. One thing I hate. People are trying to explain like complicated concepts in one sentence, yeah, or using analogies that don't make any fucking sense. Like, uh, like okay, this is, this is gonna give me a lot of trouble, but so I saw one the other day on you know, I follow like feminism blogs and stuff like that. Uh, I like to see what the conversation is, and, and uh, <laughs> I, I do every now and again. I've watched some videos just uh, just so I know what I'm up against. I mean, no, I, I'm all for feminism. By the way, I actually believe in equality. So, well, I believe I believe in equality, but just, right. I don't believe in feminism. So, that's just, well, feminism yeah. as a word, as a concept, is a little fractured. I mean, there's so many different types. I mean, there's girls that are feminists that call themselves feminists, but when they say that, they just mean like, "Leave me the fuck alone. I get to do whatever I want." Yeah, which is to me is equality. And then there's other feminists who are like, well, to be a feminist, you have to do this and that to, to qualify, whatever. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. I mean, anyways, but um, uh, I saw this thing some girl was explaining on Twitter about men who don't understand rape. Like, <laughs> it was like, uh, if, if, I, if I ask if I could have your watch and you say no uh, and I steal it, uh, that's, that's not... Uh, that's not my fault or something like that. I forgot. I'm par- I'm kind of butchering yeah. it. But well, I've point- seen bad ones. Yeah, like that. I've seen. Yeah. Anyways, but the point is, like, they're making an analogy of a very complex situation, and then not, and then everybody's like, "Yeah, that's right." Like, you know. And I'm like, "Ah, yeah. oh, this." But there's so many more complex issues going on than just that. I mean, it's like, um, 
I don't know. I'm I'm gonna just shut up on that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna well, we'll I'll, come back to that next time. I'll okay, think, so think I, think so. I have another example yeah. of that, but I'll, I'll I'll go off that topic for yeah. now. But I'll I'll yeah. talk about one that's it's the same thing where it's misinformation that, that takes like five seconds of research. Like right. I saw this thing of like this uh, this cow that was fucking super yoked, like it's, it had double <laughs> muscles, right? <laughs> and then people were just like, oh, you know, people genetic modifying cows, this uh-huh. you know for food, blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, no, oh, I saw that. Yeah, I'm like, no. Just can you just Google milestone inhibitors? And then it's it's a naturally occurring thing. It's not just in cows. It right. happens in whippets. It happens in. Uh, I think some rats as well. It's a genetic... I've seen that before. Yeah, but it's like normal. Even people can happen. Yeah, people can happen too, but it's, it's pretty fucking rare. Right. Right. Um, it, basically what it is, it, it causes you to have 40% more muscle than everybody else and very lean uh, body fat. Second of all, um, you wouldn't want to have a cow like that to eat with right. that many muscles because it, it, it tastes it awful. Yeah, but it, people just screamed, it's, we're genetically modifying the animals. It's like, no, this is a, these are naturally occurring traits in animals. It's just rare. It's funny you say that, because I was driving from L.A. by Harris Ranch, which is one of the largest oh, God, meat distributors. Yeah. But it's funny you say that, because I, I actually thought about that exact picture, because I drove by, and I was looking at the cows, and I'm like, those are all normal cows. Yeah, you don't want a yoked-ass cow. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like wait, where's the yoked cows? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I don't know. They use those for actually like uh, when they do competitions for like mm. cows. Like they'll try to get those to breed to have bigger cows, but they're definitely not to eat. Right? You know? Yeah, like, that's what I was wondering. I was like, who would want to eat that tough meat? If no, it was yeah. just all muscle. Like, that. like the best cows, arguably, not even really arguably, almost a fact on the planet are um, shit, Kobe beef. Kobe beef. Which is very fatty. Yeah, yeah. and they they feed them shit they shouldn't be eating, like uh, rice and and wine, (laughs) right? That's funny. Yeah, but I mean, they're they're great because they have so much fat. But it's basically the animal is in a very unhealthy state. Like, you shouldn't have fat pieces in between your muscle, right? That's bad. But it tastes delicious. (laughs) delicious. (laughs) But it's not muscle on muscle. (laughs) No, no, no. Muscle on muscle would be so, it would be so bad. Like, it'd be the toughest fucking meat ever. Uh, So what should we talk about now? Um... I don't know. Um, what was I going to talk about for a second? You ever? What What are your thoughts on hunting? Hunting? I yeah. I think hunting's okay. I think um, people. Hmm. That's that's interesting. Hunting for sport, I think, depends on the animal. Mm-hmm. Hunting for meat for food, if you're going to eat it, to me is totally fine. I think actually everybody should kill their own animal at some point. So I think so understand. as well. Yeah. Um. But, I don't know, paying to go to a safari and kill an endangered lion? I don't think that's hunting. Oh, let's go on there. That's yeah? a good topic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that, so, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, so, obviously, for most people that hear about these stories where somebody pays a shitload of money to go kill an animal, like, right. especially a lion. People love lions. Lion, yeah. Even though they'll fucking eat you. <laughs> asshole first. Um, yeah, so... What happens in Africa, everybody there is poor. Well, I think that's one thing that everybody forgets about. In most places, they're poor as shit. Yeah. And so what they do is that they have these animals, and they, they will somebody will pay like $50,000 for this animal to kill the animal, right? Mm. Um, and what they'll do is, even with the lion, they'll go over there, pay the money, shoot the lion, and they'll leave the lion there for, the, um, for a, uh, a local tribe or, or town to eat mm. for food. So they only come back with maybe the head, if at all. Usually they don't even come back with that. Mm. Uh, but they're just paying to say that they got to kill a line, which mm. sucks. However, that money goes towards um, the town and also conserving other lions, especially endangered species. Does it really? Yeah, and that's one of the things that most people don't talk about because it's kind of hard to argue. Where, yeah, it sucks that you have to kill an animal, to, um, especially ones that people... I mean, are they endangered, though? Some of them are, but some of them aren't. Like mm. so, like the one with the uh, the guy who killed that, the rhino, 
that was an endangered rhino. However, it was a rhino that was past its mating, um, like uh, prime, yeah. and it was killing other rhinos. So they were going to kill the rhino anyway. Right, yeah. So what they did was they just say, hey, somebody pays us this money, we'll lie to kill this animal that we're going to kill anyway. But nobody hears the other side of that story because they're just yeah. like, oh my god, they killed an endangered rhino. And I, I know it sucks, but it does actually help other animals and it helps villages around there. But so. is that... But is that uh... Uniform across Africa because I know there's a lot of different countries and yes. they probably have different setups. Right? For most of Africa, it's like that. Uh-huh. Unless you're poaching, and they really do not do not stand for poachers in Africa. They'll fucking kill you. Really? Yeah, they have people that go out and just shoot you. If, if, if you don't have a tag for an animal, they'll just fucking kill you on sight. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I actually didn't know enough about that issue. That's that's interesting. I did read something about uh, the rate of elephants getting killed as uh, for the illegal tusk trade that yeah you know is uh going i don't know man i mean when it comes to hunting i'm like i honestly i don't i don't i guess i don't have a strong opinion about it i want to go hunting i've never been hunting but i want to i want to as well i mean i think um you know when it comes to social issues i don't know enough but when it comes to just personally it's like if you're gonna shoot a deer or a bear or something like i know there's plenty of animal rights activists that don't want anything shot i understand that that's fine um but at the same time, I think on a human level, I think part of the reason why we're so uh, obese or yeah. you know lazy or not appreciating what we have, different things like that, is because we're so disconnected from our own fucking food source. Yeah, people don't understand that. Like, <laughs> an animal lost its life mm-hmm. to feed you, right? Yeah. And and they were like butchered. They were yeah. like raised and butchered, and you're like literally just sitting there not thinking about it. So I feel like. You know, if everybody had to go out and hunt and kill an animal, I bet you actually a lot of people would consciously choose not to do it or change how they eat. Yeah. Because they're more aware, you know, like yeah. uh, I remember when I was in film school, my my teacher showed us once it was a uh, it was a from beginning to end how a horse was killed and turned into uh, glue. <laughs> no, just glue? like a rack. Of, oh, it wasn't a horse. It was a cow. Oh, okay, okay. So basically they, they was standing there and then they punctured his skull and then they they bled it and it's like really graphic i mean you're watching the whole thing and by the time it was done hanging on the rack just a piece of meat i was like that looks like a good piece of meat (laughs) (laughs) but it's it sucks man you know it's hilarious something that that when i was like young i was like in my late teens and i was thinking about like vampires and shit i'm like man i think vampires got a bad rap you know what (laughs) i mean because they're like because they they have to feed on blood to survive right but we're eating other life to survive too it's just in different fashion right right like people want to say like uh you know animals walk around but no matter what we're consuming life even plants Mm -hmm. they grow Mm -hmm. they have some sort of intelligence to know that it needs to reach sunlight it needs nutrition it goes for nutrients Mm -hmm. there's some kind of intelligence there it might not be to our understanding but it's there and we're still just consuming it yeah you know what i mean and and people don't really even vegans don't give a fuck about a plant but they're still fighting for life. <laughs> so. Yeah, and actually, I, I read some article. I don't know if it was bullshit, but they were testing the stress levels of plants, and they're, they were saying that they are aware that they're being eaten. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's plants, and I, I think it's Africa. I forget the actual plant, but right. what, what happens is if, if, if a giraffe comes around and starts eating its leaves, uh-huh. it'll send out a, a, uh, it's like a scent or something right. to other right. uh, trees and bushes, and they'll right. turn bitter. Oh. So that the giraffe oh, won't eat them. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that, that is an interesting question because it's all life. And maybe because animals, I think humans tend to put human characteristics on animals. Yes. So they're like, don't eat them because, you know, they're my buddy. But um, 
you know, I mean, there is a part of me I definitely understand. I respect, actually, I respect vegans for the fact that they they're taking a moral stance. Yeah. Um, I, they push, they proselytize. That that bothers me, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a different thing. But uh, but I think when it comes to if you were gonna go like hardcore black and white, like they should just be like drinking juice only. <laughs> but even juice, you know, it comes from. Well, fruit. you let the yeah. Well, there are people <laughs> that are hardcore that they'd only eat the fruit that's fallen. Oh, okay. I mean, that's hardcore. That would be like if you're gonna go actual black and white. That would probably be the 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 way to go. Well, the funny thing is, is that you know, fruits especially, they're supposed to be eaten, yeah, right? Because they yeah. they need you to actually carry the seeds. Yeah. We're supposed to the whole fucking thing and then shut out the seeds. Yeah. But obviously, we don't. So we're kind of assholes. But you know, whatever. We we, we manually do the process. We should keep a, a tally for how many groups of people we're offending with each podcast episode. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> our audience will find us people that, are, that that want to hear about this. That's um, true. If they don't like it, they don't have to listen to it. Well, um, here's an interesting moral question though mm. for you. I was watching this uh, anime called uh, Knights of Sidonia. Oh yeah, where they you watch it right? Yeah. Okay, so you know how they they have like the uh, they use photosynthesis yeah. for nutrition. Yeah, so yeah. They only like once a week, right? So what if what kind of moral problems would we have if we had the same deal? Like, if we could use photosynthesis for, for the majority of our nutrition or all of our nutrition, we would you still be. eat? Um, like, eat, I, consume I food. Would, I would still consume food because I'm a fat ass and I love the taste <laughs> of it. But I think, I actually think most of the population would stop. Yeah, I think so too. So that is a good moral question. And we're probably headed there if you think about it. I mean, people are trying, so. That's where we should go. I mean, we already convert uh, sunlight into vitamin D. Right. It's like, how we need to figure out how to make it to where but then also this would be another problem yeah if we did that and we have photosynthesis right we had to eat any more food what about all the other uh, animals and plants that we were eating what would happen to all them you would have to still kill animals yeah because they would just overrun yeah especially pigs that would fuck up a lot of shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think the problem is that uh people put a lot of moral stances on a lot of things without realizing what the flip side would be so yeah it's tough i mean i'm not I'm not for, like, the way that animals are treated in terms of, like, you know, I've seen videos of people, like, taking chickens by the neck and, like, throwing them against the wall and yeah. stomping on them. And I'm like, that's just unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there's a certain point where we would have to figure that out. But I don't know. That's 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 interesting. I You know what? Today I was thinking moral courage is the most important form of courage. And I, I think that kind of circles back to that virtue signaling. Because I think yeah. a lot of people, they, they know that. And they'll right. try to give Show. you a false impression right. of it. Yeah. Right. So, so I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I think, I think when it comes to all these social issues, like, I'm kind of, I don't know. I'm just kind of like, I'm trying to figure it out like everybody else, to be honest. Yeah. But I think I don't say as much because I know that I don't know the whole issues. So it's like. I don't want to be like another asshole just like saying this and that without researching first. Yeah, that's what I've been trying. I've been trying to just gather information, you know, <laughs> and then I, I think uh, one of the things that I like doing is if, if I'm presented with new information and it contradicts what I previously thought, right. then I'll just change and my you got to accept that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. A lot of folks don't do that. <laughs> no, well, they're, they're, they don't have the moral courage to even say that they're wrong. Yeah, that's weird. That is a form of courage, you know. I yeah. think I, I'm pretty good at that. I think people, I've been in the middle of our arguments where you know, I've been wrong. And I'm like, oh fuck. Okay, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta change my position right now. So, so I don't know. Uh, maybe this is a good disclaimer in the future. Anything I say, 
I have the right to change my mind. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what's funny is that our society, for some reason, kind of shits on that. Like, yeah. if you look at uh, like yeah. politicians, they're like, "Oh, he's a flip flopper," and it's like, "Hold on." Yeah. When you were five, what did you believe? Right. Do you believe any of that shit now? Are you a flip flopper? It's right. like if you just have more information, you, you're, you're entitled to change your opinion. Everybody's stupid, man. I got a question for you. So, if there was a box with a button, and if you press this button, and the whole world just totally disappeared, mm-hmm. would you have an urge to press that button? Would I die too? Yes. Uh, no. <laughs> well, no, it's not even just me. No, like I'm me, a my survivor. Me, my girlfriend, my daughter. Yeah. If we all if we all died, then yeah. But then uh, again, would you even know that you died? Because it's like how would, you wouldn't. Yeah. You would. Everything would just stop. But existing. life. Life is fucking awesome though. Life is awesome. You're right. When I was a kid, I was I would have pressed that button though. I think I was much more nihilistic. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Too. Yeah. When I was a kid, I probably would have pressed that button as well. Even yeah, if it was just impulsive, you know. Yeah. Just like, what is this button? Click. <laughs> Didn't even ask what it did yet. All right. <laughs> so, do you have any other a- Asian questions about why Asians do this, or what about Asian people? If... I was going to ask about balut, but that's Filipino, so it doesn't really yeah, apply to you. You ever had balut before? No, never had it either. I had chocolate meat once, though. It wasn't bad. Really? Yeah. You ever had that? No. It's never uh, heard of it. It's pork cooked in uh, pig's blood. Mm. Yeah, it tastes a little bit little chalky, like mm. uh, like liver, which I don't right. like, but the rest yeah. of it was pretty good. That's funny. Yeah. That's another thing for everybody listening is that they probably don't realize, but in America, there are many different types of Asian groups. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Especially you know, if you listen to this in the Midwest or some shit, but there's yeah, only white people. So, like, there's Chinese people, there's Korean, there's Vietnamese, blah, blah. And I'm Korean, so when I speak on, quote, Asian American issues, I'm doing my best to be uh, as representative, but I know that there's a lot of subcultural issues that I'm not aware of, so. Um, you know, but actually, I do. I know you already ranted on the Lena Dunham thing, but I, I do. Uh, we can talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's interesting because uh, I read the, an article my friend put up about the history of uh, black sexualization and and control and things like that. About how, like, you know, black in, back in the slave times, like the both the slave master and his wife can fuck black people as much as they want for their own sexual needs. But obviously, you know, if anything happened, the baby would get murdered or yeah. turned into slaves or, you know, and, and, and also just the idea that, um, black people are judged more sexually, I think. Yeah. I think you know? it, it's still like, uh, a, a stereotype out there. You know, everybody thinks that every black dude is a giant dick, mm-hmm. but uh, I can tell you, <laughs> For being in the Marine Corps, not yeah. every fucking black guy has a giant dick. So yeah, I, I could I could understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> things come in all shapes and sizes, and uh, and yeah, I, I but think, it's not just that. I feel like it's even deeper than the penis size. It's also like uh, that people portray or think of black people in like a almost animalistic sexual way. Well, yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, perceived physical forms. Right. Like if you see like a. Like a football player. I mean, that's like a... He's an alpha male. You know what I mean? He's got a V that points to his dick. Right. That's what I'm trying to get to. That's why I'm losing weight. I want that V that points to my dick. But yeah, I mean, if you look at somebody that's in like really good shape, I mean, that's that's what you're supposed to think. Right. right? And for a long time, a lot of African-Americans had that that body type. Right. But now, because everybody's getting fat, we're getting fat too. (laughs) You know? So, yeah, that that over-sexualization does happen. I don't even think that Lena Dunham even realized um, what she said was so offensive. Right. um, She clearly did it. Yeah, on that aspect. And yeah. from another aspect, um, for you, 
I don't have to repeat part of this rant, but I'm going to say it in more <laughs> measured terms. I cursed a lot yesterday. Okay. That's probably going to put a lot of a lot of people off. But basically, um, Lena Dunham. First of all, she's not. Um, how do I put this in a better term? She's not that physically attractive no. to begin with. All right, and when you look at the By person she was standard talking standard social judgments. Yes, correct. And if you look at the person that she was saying, so this is what happened. She was at a gala. With this guy, his name was Odom Beckham, Beckham I think. Junior, yeah. yeah, Junior. Mm-hmm. And he's this big alpha male, you know. Good looking guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have Lena Dunham, who's kind of basic looking. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just. Very basic looking. Uh, yeah, really. She really is. She doesn't look mm-hmm. like anybody that's famous or she's mm-hmm. not, you know. And that, I mean, that's fine. Uh, looks aren't everything. But obviously, mm-hmm. the other side of that is if you have to have that, that mental state. I've seen a lot of chicks with, like, I guess you could say beautiful minds or souls or whatever sure. it's like. Um, that aren't that physically attractive. Sure. But the fact that she's saying these kind of things shows me on the inside that she's a terrible person. And for her to mm-hmm. get mad because somebody that she saw that's very attractive mm-hmm. didn't pay her uh, uh, the time of day. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Are you st- That's like me walking in a room with uh, Rosario Dawson, who I think is hot as shit. Mm-hmm. And then her not recognizing me, be like, oh, you know what? Fuck that bitch. She didn't recognize me. You know, she don't blah, like blah, black blah. guys. Yeah, I'm like, it's got <laughs> nothing to do with that. It's like, I'm obviously not in her realm of right. attractiveness. And even still, right. even if you were, people are still entitled to what they like or don't like. You know what I mean? Yeah, and also she wasn't even taking into consideration what if he's seeing someone? Yeah. What if he doesn't need to look at anybody else? What if... Even an attractive girl was sitting next to her, him, and he wasn't paying attention to her because he doesn't. It's not in his situation, you know. Yeah, like, I think you know. Honestly, what I think she's a talented person in terms of how she writes and directs, but well, I think we'll get on a second. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I think it's clear through her kind of history that she's just like she's just an example of like a really entitled, like ignorant, yeah, like white person that thinks that the world revolves around her because like that's like some crazy shit that to say out loud and she said it not she said about drake too which is weird yeah (laughs) i mean she's projecting all her insecurities onto other people but she's doing it in a way that centers herself in the fucking universe as if like anybody gives a shit (laughs) yeah yeah it's like For me, uh, um, I had enough of her a while well, back. Yeah. yeah, so I used to watch her show called Girls. Yeah. You ever watch that? I so, watched the first two seasons. And they were not that bad. Yeah, but no, then, they were like, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed some of the episodes, actually right. most of the episodes. But then right. when I started seeing a pattern of like how awful she was as a person. Yeah. And then how awful her friend. And then all the characters were like seriously all, flawed. That's a, You know, it's funny that you say that. That's exactly why I stopped watching the show. Because not that you can't make a show about flawed people. But I'm like, these people are like all despicable like yeah. they're all every single one of them are people that i would not ever want to be friends with or talk to or hear about or and i and if you think about it as the writer and creator of the show every person is just a different part of her yeah and i was <laughs> like I, I just I, I yeah i had to stop and then um the fact that she is you know this uh, she's a third wave feminist right yeah and so it's like you you're a third wave feminist and you're putting out this show about a really bad woman and like all the female characters and it, all the characters are bad, you know, male and female are just bad people. I'm just like, yeah. why, why wouldn't you create something that would like help females out? You know what I mean? Like not have a character that was so dependent on a man that she couldn't do anything else. Not right. so, not so dependent on attention where she was like putting herself in the hospital. So mm. like that, I'm like, that's like really bad. And then one of the other things that like really pissed me off is that she wrote a book 
And in the book, she was talking about how she basically sexually molested her her younger daughter. Like she was putting things in her vagina and stuff, and right. it's all in her book. And I'm right. just like, that's gross. Yeah. All right. First of all, if that was a dude, yeah. like he would have oh, went away forever. Yeah, so it's like, how is she going to... Why does she still have a, a platform to speak about anything? Oh, because she's an entitled white girl that has people backing her up. I mean, I think uh, to play devil's advocate, when it comes to the show, I don't think there's a problem with creating a character, a lead character that is flawed or even unlikable in a way. But I think the bigger issue is that if you... Like you're saying, if you look at all the characters... And if you average them out, they're all the same despicable person. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. no variety, in my opinion. Like, they're all, like, just a different part of her neuroses. So, um, so I don't know. But, I mean, the good thing about that conversation is that on the flip side, what I see on the flip side of all things like that, like, controversies, is that it allows other people to talk and be educated. Because even, like, when I read that article about the history of, like, black people being hypersexualized and stuff i never even thought about that shit to be honest like yeah. i didn't know that was an issue but now because of this conversation i'm like even if i'm writing my own stories or whatever that's something i will consciously know about so i won't like accidentally go down that road you know what I yeah, mean? yeah so so i guess that is good. It's usually a silver lining right yeah except for mushroom cloud never a silver lining <laughs> <in> mushroom cloud. <laughs> unless you think really weird anime porn is a, a silver lining yeah that 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 really fucked them up. They, yeah, they they got some crazy stuff. They got some crazy stuff. Those Fudanaris, man, it's yeah, just yeah. crazy shit. Um, <laughs> so how long are we gonna do this, by the way? Uh, as long as you want. However much time we got, I mean, we're like about hour minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. we got we're about an hour eighteen minutes in. So so um, I want to show you some VR too. So, yeah, yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, what else? What else? This is this uh, is a funny first episode. Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Well, uh, I think obviously he's got a right to do that, and um, it's so American to protest against America. <laughs> it is. I think we missed the point on that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and I think it's it's so racist to uh, to point him out when there's other people that were, you know, shitting on America or whatever. And um, I think him kneeling was probably the best compromise yeah he talked to somebody and uh, i think it's a, a much better approach as well that was smart because yeah. that's how you got other people to join in too yeah because it's like you're still respecting the country in the sense that you're saying you're not saying i'm not an american yeah, you're, or i don't want to be an american you're at least acknowledging that it's yeah. playing yeah you know what I but mean? but you're saying that you know there are issues and hey he's gonna get hated on but he's doing i think a very brave thing because uh how many other athletes are even fucking talking about that shit? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, now they are because of him. <laughs> exactly. And I, I, I think that, obviously, the, so the message that he's trying to um, portray, I don't necessarily agree with. Mm. However, I do believe that the message, it, um, his right to say it mm-hmm. is, is the American part. Yeah, it's the American way, right? Um, I think a lot of people uh, miss some of the points mm. about the uh, the national anthem. Um, so first of all, we only say the first verse. Uh-huh. If you go like two or three verses down, it talks it's about racist. killing slaves. Yeah, yeah I'm just like, and, and the guy who wrote it had like 21 slaves. Right, you know, he had, right, a, right. I think he had a plantation and shit. So right. it's just like, yeah, it's it's pretty fucked up, uh, right. you know. Yeah. And then uh, uh, personally, uh, I don't, uh, I don't say the pledge of allegiance. Yeah. So because of the 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 one nation under God thing when it was added in the 1950s. Mm. So I'm, I'm an atheist. Um, mm. I'm, I'm not like one of those asshole atheists, but it's just one of those things where it's like this is not what you believe in. Yes, yeah, not what I believe in, mm. and it wasn't originally what our forefathers mm. had written. So it's like it why did you change? Another method of control that got added. Yeah. So what I mean, what is what is he exactly protesting? 
Uh, it's basically he's trying to bring attention to uh, police violence and uh, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, which I don't believe in the Black Lives Matter movement. However, hmm. I am very aware that there is a problem with police violence um, that does happen, but they don't give the other side of the story. That's why I don't agree with the Black Lives Matter movement because they don't talk about the the astronomically high crime rates in uh, the African-American community. We, we represent 13% mm. of the population, yet we're responsible for over half of the violent crimes in America. Mm. And that's a fact. And people want to say that the, that the facts are racist, but I'm like, no, dude, it's, it's a statistic, and it's a fact. It's not racist. That's really how yeah. it is. If, if I'm 40 times more likely to be killed by another black man as a black man mm-hmm. than a police officer, then mm-hmm. there's something wrong. And I don't see anybody in the Black Lives Matter movement talking about that. that. Yeah, I mean that that that's where the problem Didn't really Chance started. Did the rapper talk about that? A, a few a few people a few did people have... that are, that that are speaking out against Black Lives Matter, but right. nobody's talking about it from within Black Lives. Like every time you bring right. up that subject, they, they change the subject. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, why? That, that's really where part of the problem is. Mm-hmm. And and when you want to tell me that all mm-hmm. the problems are with the police, meanwhile, um, if you look at killings, um, the African uh, African American males have killed more police officers than have been killed by cops. So what I'm saying really? is, yeah, like by far. People get like police officers get shot by uh, oh like chasing criminals yeah and shit all like the that. time yeah, 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 yeah. but they don't put out those stats you know what I mean so it's just like I, I don't really understand the point I mean don't get me wrong anytime somebody is killed um, that's unarmed or whatever through police violence it's yeah. wrong and they need they deserve to have a trial uh-huh. and probably not be an officer anymore no. especially if it's after an investigation has been done but to you to just totally deny the, the problem on the African American community. It's totally disingenuous to me, and uh, mm. it, it makes your whole movement kind of full of shit to me. So it's almost like two separate issues. I mean, you have to deal with police brutality and violence, and also the anger is because they can kill somebody and like totally get away with it. But but it's also happening on the other side. We have these criminals that are getting away with it all the time. Like look at mm-hmm. Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. There's been over th- I think two or three hundred murders this year in just Chicago. How many of those are unsolved? The majority of them. Right. And I don't see anybody marching at that. No, right. people, yeah. kids getting shot by fucked up drive-bys, and I don't see Black Lives Matter addressing that issue. I think that's what Chance was talking about in terms of how many people are getting killed, and nobody's nobody's talking about it. Um, and that's what I don't like because they're they're overshadowing issues. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I we actually actually had a really heated conversation with uh, some of my friends about this very similar thing, which is the statistics of uh, we were arguing. Are more black people getting killed in the past or now? In the past, by far. That's what I thought. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they were disagreeing with me. Um, and then we started talking a, a little bit about... Well, hold on. Did they have facts to back it up? No. The funny thing is we were trying to look it up and it was really hard to find the statistics on, like, how many black people were killed by police in the 50s versus, you know, now. But I feel like... This is just my opinion, people, but I feel like while, thankfully, because of the internet, it's getting more exposure, I feel like it, more people were getting killed back in the day. I mean, I, I, people were getting lynched, like, in way more states than, yes, you know, because it wasn't just a police problem. It was right. a civilian problem as well. We yeah. were getting lynched, killed, burned, at, you know, right. shit like that. So, so I think, you know, we were talking about how, you know, in this day and age, people do have it better, but on the flip side, yeah, like... If a community doesn't heal themselves, they can't expect another group to be responsible for that. Yes, that's one of the problems that, <laughs> that I have. Where they just like they're they're putting all the problems externally, mm-hmm. where it's like, can we kind of look internally mm-hmm. and see why why are we so 
violent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't mm-hmm. understand why why we're so violent and why nobody's addressing. It. I think it, first of all, it starts with uh, with parents. I don't understand why. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, just look at World Star Hip Hop. Like, you know the the website. Yeah. Like, if you look at those, you see all these all this violent shit, and it's almost all done by African Americans. And people are it's got thousands or millions of views of people watching the most apparent like behavior you've ever seen. <laughs> And people are just like, oh, yeah, you know, fuck that dude. You know, he's getting his right. ass kicked. Fuck that nigga. Blow. I'm just right. like, dude. I mean, for real, this is not something we should be, per, you know, pushing out there. We should, we sh- first of all, we shouldn't be watching those things. And we yeah, shouldn't be true. promoting those things. That's true. We, we need to show our kids um, better things. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, in the age of Neil deGrasse Tyson, how the fuck do we have world star hip hop? You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, that reminds me. I think when Obama got elected the first time in his one of his speeches, he did kind of address that about like paraphrasing just saying that you know like yes we've dealt with a lot of oppression but it's up to us to like change it now like there's yes. no more excuses like pull your fucking pants up yeah people are really they're <laughs> they're really almost oppressing themselves right now oh for sure yeah because there's nothing that is stopping you from leaving where you're mm, at that's you know what i mean or trying to fix your problem don't get me wrong i understand that there's problems in certain communities i understand there's money issues but there's all kinds of programs and things you can do to help yourself and if you're not willing to help yourself then why why should somebody else help you yeah i mean the way i see it is i think for black people especially there is for sure much more systemized oppression going on mentally and like socioeconomically uh and for sure there's more challenges to deal with um but that being said, like it's still up to you to, to rise above it. I mean, there's yeah. no excuses in the end because you get it's like uh like when you know when you're in your teens or your twenties, like your parents fuck you up in the head, and you can blame them, and it's totally valid. But when you get to your like late thirties or something, yeah, it's all on you. Nobody gives a <laughs> shit anymore. Like yeah. it's all up to you. And so that's kind of how I see it. Is like just any community, not just black people or whatever, like. You know, you can acknowledge it and you can understand where it's, you know, the difficulties are coming from. But then at a certain point, if you actually want change, it's really just up to you no matter how hard it is. So, yeah, I'm sure a lot of black people would be angry at me for saying that. No, it's okay. I, I, I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I see that, that when people just tell me that they, they, they can't do something. I'm like, look, man, I, I, when I grew up. I went from being fucking poor, mm-hmm. you know, basically in poverty, mm-hmm. and then my parents got some. They weren't rich, but they got money and moved into a better place, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you know, I, I did like when I was in high school, like I hated school, and mm-hmm. I was just like, this shit isn't for me. I'm me like, too. I, I wasn't dumb, but I was just like, this shit ain't for me, All right? And so I decided, hey, I want to do computers, but I don't want to go to college. I don't want to be in the institution of school uh-huh, still. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I was like, you know, I'm just gonna fucking join the military. And then I remember the first thing I saw was like the Navy, yeah. and I was like. You know what? If I'm gonna join the military, I'm just gonna pick the hardest fucking right. one. I'm just to see if I could do it. So I picked the Marine Corps. It's probably the biggest. Well, not it was a big mistake, but <laughs> I wouldn't be the man I am today had it not been for the Marine Corps. That's true. I mean, it, it was good and it was bad, but I was I almost joined be- the Marines because I just wanted the training. Yeah, the training is it's fucking hard, man. Like, yeah, no, the but I wanted part, to get yeah. my ass kicked and I wanted to come out stronger from that. The reason why I didn't join was because. Um, First of all, my parents were like super upset about that idea. So was my mom. And, yeah. and then, uh, and then I realized, like, well, I'm probably gonna get sent out to shoot somebody I don't actually want to shoot. Yeah. And that was the hard part for me. But, uh, 
but I respect the training and, and also the mentality that comes. I think it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's a funny thing. Like it's like you have to respect people that give themselves in service to the country, but you you can't really approve the actual war. Yeah, that's one of the things. Is that <laughs> so? Know? It's a weird, I guess, kind of like a dichotomy. But yeah. it's like you know, you join the military, but you don't really understand that you're basically renting your body out for eight years. For sure. Right. And so they can do whatever the fuck they want to do with right. you for eight years. Right. Um, and that, that can become a problem for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. You know, um, they give you a lot of things. They you can be really good, but if you have to go to war or do something you don't like, then that's a problem. Uh, yeah. I remember I had, I had problems with people that were above me that were just fucking stupid. Yeah. And I'm just like, why do I have to deal with you? Like you should be at least at my same intellect level right. to, to, to be to tell me what to do basically right. and they were just right. so goddamn dumb and i was just like i just couldn't do it anymore i was just like you know what if if i'm gonna stay in the marine corps um i i, I need to have somebody on my same intellectual level and yeah. I, i'm not saying every marine is dumb because i met some smart ass motherfuckers in the of marine course. corps yeah, yeah but the ones that stay in are usually the dumb ones right. they're usually the ones that cannot work a normal job outside right. the marine corps right 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 you know what? you should watch uh hacksaw ridge when it comes out it's the new Mel Gibson movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a story about a true story about the only conscientious objector that won a medal of valor or honor. Uh, so yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. It's the story about a conscientious objector in the army that won a medal of valor or honor. Or honor. Yeah. Well, one of those, but. Um, is there no matter of valor? Is it just honor? I think there is, but... Okay. Yeah. But anyways, he saved, like, a ton of lives um, as a medic. Nice. But the whole time, he was, like, refused to carry a gun, like, while he's in the middle of a battle. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. you know, and, and was also ob- objecting to the war. But he still went into the army because he believed in, you know, America. Yeah, but he didn't believe in the war, but he wanted to save lives the way how he could, and so, uh, so I don't know. I think supposedly it's going to be a good movie, but I think it's an interesting. It's going to be an interesting film that approaches kind of the morality of war and violence. It is that, that's interesting because when I was in the uh, when I was in boot camp, mm-hmm. what they'll do is they feel like to mentally fuck with you, all right? Yeah, and so they were looking for. So basically, what they said was this is before the Iraq War started. So they set us all down in the room like um, something happened, and so when you're in boot camp. In, in the Marine Corps, you don't have access to any information, all right? In boot camp. Yeah, in boot camp. Got it. So they were like, okay, we're going to go to our war with to war with Iraq because Saddam did something like attacked something, and mm. we're, we're going to – so we're going to accelerate boot camp. Oh. And they were like, um, is anybody here a conscientious, conscientious objector? I can't even hardly say that yeah. word. Conscientious objector, uh-huh. whatever. And then everybody put our – we had to put our heads down, and people had to raise their hand, whoever was you know one of those people. And people raised their hand. I was like, "Why the fuck did you join them? Why did you? Why are you in boot camp for the Marine Corps? <laughs> right. Like, this is what we do. Like, that's what we excel at is killing people. Right. So it's like you, you cannot Especially join the Marines. Yeah, that's like we're tip of the spear. It's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. that has to be an option yeah. on, uh, that you have to accept be, before you go to boot camp. Right. Is to kill somebody, and that's that something I had to think about, and something that obviously I didn't have a problem with. But you think I, it was buyer's remorse? Yeah, I, just, I, I don't get it, man. Like, you they know. thought it was cool until they, like, realized that maybe they don't want to do it. Yeah, but it's, I mean, that shit is tough, man. I mean, I, I watched, I used to watch people just break, mm. mentally break, and mm. it's, it's almost always the biggest dude. Really? Yeah, almost always breaks first, dude. Uh-huh. So, I used to be a, um, 
a drill instructor for uh, gangbangers in East LA. Uh-huh. Um, you ever watched like uh, like Jerry Springer where they had the guys in like the black camis come out and they were yelling at kids like scared straight? Yeah, yeah. So I was one of those guys. Oh, really? Right. <laughs> and every nice. time we had we uh, every time we had a new like series, yeah. the biggest guy broke first every really? single fucking time. Yeah, interesting. Because they're they're so used to being they're so used the to tough as nobody fucks with them. Yeah, but it's like I don't give a fuck if you're bigger than me. I'm gonna fuck you up if you mess with me. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? So and, and they understood that. They would like literally cry. I'm like, dude, you're crying like a bitch. I'm just yelling at you. That's you know? funny. Um, so maybe we could wrap up with, uh, uh, like, I guess is I feel like I have more questions, uh, for black people. Go ahead. That's what, ask away. Um, so, okay. Is it, is black the term? So this is, <laughs> this is like, I think about this shit all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, I'm like, so I'm obviously not, my skin is fucking brown. Okay. All right. So that's, that's weird. I yeah. think it's been accepted to be called black. Right. But we're not black. You know what Definitely I mean? Definitely not. And then even just like the, the terms, it's confusing to me. So I can understand why it's confusing to other people, right? Right. So calling me African-American, I'm not African-American. I'm just, it's, for me, I'm just American. Right. And I somebody's thinking, that, oh, fuck this hotel nigga. Fuck you. All right. First of all, <laughs> go to Africa right. and then go look at Africans. And right. then look at yourself. Right. All right. You are not, unless you have lineage that is like one or two generations re- right. removed. Right. Then you you have hardly, you, you don't have any traditions of an African. Or if you have pride in a connection to your former tribe or something right. like that. But we're, we're so far removed that it's, like, we physically look different. You could pick me out of a crowd in Africa, man. For sure. I mean, I noticed that for, for sure as well. Like, every African that immigrates here looks way, like, you know they're from Africa. Like, yeah. Like, right yeah. away. Like, um... So, yeah, I feel like it's evolved because when I was a kid, I think African-American was the PC term. Yeah. And I don't know when it got switched to black because I feel like back in the day I would be uncomfortable calling people black. And then now I feel uncomfortable calling people African-American. So I just go with black. I'm like, whatever. What I I personally prefer Uh is uh, either Afro-American or just American. I mean, that that breaks it down as the simple terms for me. Yeah. But I can understand why people are just like, oh, it's easier to say black. So I'm just like, you know, whatever. I don't see it as racist or anything like that. Mm. When uh, when somebody calls you black, um, I don't really mind being. But it's not. Black, but know. it's not fully accurate yet. It's not because yeah. it's, it's 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 like all white. I mean, you would have white. to be like this color, of yeah, the, the yeah. Mic or whatever. Like, uh, okay, so that's interesting. Well, it's like when people call like Asian people yellow. I'm just mm-hmm. like, you're not actually yellow. You're like almost the same skin tone as white folks for the most part. You know what I mean? We do have a yellow shade, though. I a mean, little, but it's but, not like. But it's mostly we're. I mean, I'm more brown than anything. Yeah, to be yeah. honest, I'm. Um, but uh, okay, so that answered that question. And then, when is it okay to call a black man brother? Uh, anytime. Well, hold on. Because <laughs> what, here's what I noticed. Like, so when I I used to work at a bait shop and uh, fishing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I probably served like a hundred thousand people, man. Like, I was there for like a half decade, and it was like, anyways. So I got a chance to experience like every culture. Their families, the people, like, because everybody likes to fish yeah, in terms yeah. of culturally, like, doesn't matter the race. So, so I actually noticed over time that, like, number one, black people are actually the most polite people. Um, they can be, yes. yes. Well, like, you know, this, I'm just talking on a curve. Like, white people are kind of indifferent. They're mm-hmm. polite, but then they're also kind of, like, cold-ish. Um, I feel like, and maybe it's because I grew up in Oakland, but I feel like black people are the easiest for me to just like strike up a conversation Hmm, like they're the most like casual about it yeah like you know they come into the shop and we just start shooting the shit um black people this is just from my experience in that in that shop they were calling 
each other sir more than other people okay um and also even just walking down the street what i notice is like if you walk down the street and a stranger is walking towards you if it's a black guy you can like nod your head yeah yeah right and you can just be like what's up you know like you don't have to say anything but you can just nod your head and yeah. they'll nod nod their head too and it's just like a very small form of respect like white people if you nod your head at them they're like what, what, the, what fuck? the fuck yeah. and then asian people don't even fucking look at you so they're, they're, they're not gonna notice it if you're nodding your head or not but but what i'm saying is like when i was in the shop and i noticed like when black people came in and they called me brother like i would feel so fucking good about that because i felt like when they were saying it it was like actually like warm yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah. and then White people, only, like, the kind of hippie ones would use that word. Yeah, well, you know? that's what I was going to bring up. When I said, like, any time, because there's certain times where somebody will call you brother, but it's so disingenuous. Yeah. But like, they're doing it for, like, cool points. I'm just like... Right. You, no, you know. Right. Other times, I don't really mind. You know, like, somebody's yeah. like, hey, what's going on, brother? I'm, like, yeah. I don't really give a fuck. Right, right, right. But, yeah, there are those, those sometimes I'm just like, you're just trying to seem like you know what's going on, but you don't. Because I use that word on my, my closer friends that are black. and But then I was, like, wondering, but... Am I allowed to use that word? Is that yeah. like a black word, you know? No, uh, it's not a black word. I don't, I don't call, think so. I don't call Asian people brother because they're not really brothers, you know? Really? Is that, uh, that's the thing? Like, you don't... I don't think they're really brothers. I have my Asian boys that are my brothers, but like in terms of strangers, I feel like... I feel like using that word is like a... Um, it, you're right. It's like something you have to actually feel. Like, yeah. You have yeah. to like feel that way about that person. Like, not just say the word. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, white people use bro, and that shit is, like, almost disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you like, know? Yeah. Like, yo, bro, what are you doing, bro? I'm like, I'm not your fucking bro. <laughs> like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 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 like the condescending. It uh, is a little yeah. bit a lot of times. But, uh, but yeah, so I noticed when black people call me brother, I always liked it. I was like, and also I thought, well, if everybody comes from Africa, technically... We're all brothers. Yeah. Yeah, technically only black people can call other people brothers because they're like part of the original. <laughs> well, we all came from there, right? So I'm it's just, just yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. It's interesting. Okay, so it has to be genuine. That's cool. Yeah, so it's funny because like half of my ancestry is from like Barbados. It's not actually from, oh. like, even though it goes back to Africa okay. too, but it's just, you well, know, a little, little closer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've never been there. I want to go there though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, uh, yeah. I got to think of questions for Asian people now. Yeah. I don't have any really good ones. I grew up with a bunch of Asians. So I already. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I already knew. I grew up in in in, uh, in Newark, and like my best friend is. Oh, like, there's so many fucking Asians. Yeah. There. My best friend's name is Nikki, and he was from he, he was from Taiwan, and then um, like he that, that's when I knew about like the how you would know if somebody was like immigrated to America because they would have that scar on their shoulder because uh, it was like the, the polio vaccine or some right, shit like that. Right. Right. And then there was yeah, I had a couple of like, yeah. really yeah. so that you're second generation or first generation. I think, I, see, I get confused. I get we confused too. We can argue about that. Like, I think some people call us. Most people call us for, me first generation because mm-hmm. I was born here. But I, I, I guess it's also second in a way. I don't know. No, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe next time you can think of some questions for Asian people. Well, actually, I have a question though. Yeah. Since, since your parents grew up in Korea, right? Yeah. Um, so both your parents are Korean. Yeah. So was it weird having like so? I know when my my friend the house from Taiwan, he kind of had like a lot of Taiwanese things in his house, right? Yes. So it's kind of like you would walk into almost like a different world into his house. <laughs> yeah. Like, is it the same way? Like when you were growing up, like it was kind of like different from like the outside. Uh, not as much for Koreans. I feel like yeah. I feel like Chinese people can do it. Taiwanese people can do it. Um, 
Koreans, I feel like, are more Americanized. They have the American influence. So my house never had the kind of things to denote that we're in a Korean house. A little bit, maybe. Like, maybe just some of the furniture. But um, but I know what you're talking about. Like, I've walked into my Chinese friends' houses and you're just like... In, in <laughs> yeah. a Buddhist temple or something like that. Yeah, just, like, yeah. You know. But, uh, uh, but also my family's, like, a little different. Like, my my... Mom is not a typical Korean mom. She cooks, like, a ton of, like, Italian and American food and stuff oh, like that. And, and my dad is, like, an artist. So actually, he's, like, actually, that's kind weird. of a fucking a bummer because I, I love Korean food, man. Oh, she makes Seriously. Korean food. For oh, okay, sure. cool, she cool. Makes food. <laughs> I'll bring you some or you can come over sometime. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, uh, definitely. We only live fucking less than 10 minutes away, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, not so much. I think the Asians, I, I think... You know, honestly, I think the houses that are like that are the ones with the parents that don't speak English very well. Yeah, they, they didn't. Like, I would yeah. call and they would say, Ni hama. Right, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. So yeah. I think those yeah. are the houses that are like that. Um, but I think even most of my Korean friends' houses, like, you can't really tell that much. That's cool. Like, yeah. the, the integration thing, I think, is important to... Uh, I think it actually lends to your uh, your thoughts earlier about kind of keeping your head down. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, integrating well. Bit. You yeah. know what I mean? A little bit. I think so. But I think, you know, on a side note that, the, you know, I'm always pushing that the everybody should just intermingle and marry other people of other races. That's how you end racism. We all look the That's same. That's how you end Bam. it. Once everybody's brown, yeah, you just can't discriminate. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to discriminate against? You're going to be talking shit about your cousin, you know? Like, it's, it's much harder some, to do it. They'll figure something else out. They'll figure something yeah. out. You know what? It'll probably go more to social class. Yeah. Kind of yeah. like how it was before... Uh, like in the early, early days of slavery when white people and black people were more united because they were just all poor slaves or whatever. And then yeah. they started adding the racist part so that it would make even the white slaves be like, you know, before the white slaves stopped, obviously. Yeah, but, you know, yeah. You know. yeah, people didn't know there was white slavery as well. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. There was. Yeah, exactly. Like, so. Actually, um, there, there still is, technically, so. Yeah. Kind of, yeah, there is. I mean... Um, just not in America, so yeah, <laughs> obviously that's funny. Well, that's cool. I mean, this is a a, a fun first episode for me. I, I'm really thankful for you to have me on. And uh, yeah, thanks for coming out, brother. Me, thank, yeah. <laughs> thank you, brother. Thank you, thank you. I, I appreciate you letting me be on part of the the blacker than black like label, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's try and do this. Uh, you want to do like once a month or soon that or we could do once doing? a month to start or. Because I only Every work I'm, I'm two off. weeks or something like yeah, that. I, two or three weeks, maybe. I'm always off on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So Okay. Yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean, my schedule changes so much. But I think for sure minimum once a month. Yeah, yeah, and definitely. And then maybe we, if there's like things, we can do like special editions or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to do the... Uh, well, it's a different podcast. But I have, we got sponsors. Oh, dude. I'll, yeah, I'll, have to, I'll add them in later. It's not really a different podcast. Yeah, no, it's, but yeah, you're right. It's not a different podcast. And plus, it's money. So, fuck it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's more like a, it's like a segment on a, like, I feel like your podcast is like a channel. Yeah. And the channel has like different shows. That it does. We have like, <laughs> we actually have. Because you think, were doing the jujitsu thing for a while. I still do, but it's under like my label now. Right. So, I, I still do. So, I, I produce technically, this is going to be the fifth Jesus. podcast that I'm produce. So, it's. <laughs> Black and Black has Infinity, not Black and Yellow. I do Cronus mm-hmm. does. That's where the uh, Jits cast is yeah. and some other stuff. Yeah. Um, there's Earth Girls Are Easy. Um, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. Uh, like Female Perspective podcast. Yeah. And then there's also uh, Better Than MJ or Kobe that uh, Stitch and Prodigy do. Mm. 
and it's about sports and stuff. So, like, Got it. mostly basketball. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I'd like to sit on that one day. All right, well, with that, so you want to do some VR now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Right on. Take it easy, everybody. <laughs>